0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Hebrews 10, 1-18. Imagine that you're in college And it is the last class of the semester, and you've been told the purpose of this class session is review. Are you going to go or not? Well, that might depend on a variety of factors. If you feel like you're failing in the class, maybe you're more inclined to go. If that girl you're working up the courage to ask out on a date is going to be there, maybe you're more likely to go. But if you feel like you understand what's going on, you're probably not going to go. You're probably not going to go to a class if it's like, eh, you've already told me all of this stuff. I think I've got it. Now, that may be the perspective of an average or maybe a lazy college student. Unfortunately, that becomes the perspective, I think, sometimes of Christians as they start to think about the gospel. They start to think, oh yeah, I know that. And I want to tell you, that's a very dangerous perspective. It's a dangerous thing for a Christian when the good news becomes old news. And so as we're reading Hebrews 10, 1 through 18 today, what we're seeing is to some extent review. He is reviewing some things that he has uh, mentioned previously. He's wrapping up his arguments, and we're going to get in tomorrow's reading into the so what, but we're going to get much more into practical application starting in the latter half of Hebrews chapter 10. But there's some things today that are going to feel like review. And when we're talking about the gospel, that that shouldn't be old, right? We're not talking about constitutional law or economics or American lit. We're talking about the good news of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the theme of the book of Hebrews that Jesus is better. And here's the thought that comes through if you're saying, okay, Jesus is better. What are the implications of that Well, the implication that we've been seeing and we're going to dwell on again today is this, a sinner like you can be perfected because of what Christ has done. You get that? A sinner like you can be perfected because of what Christ has done. That's good news. And if you think you've heard enough of that, well, then you really need to check your heart if you really even understand that. The thought that a sinner like you or me can be perfected because of what Jesus Christ has done is exactly the kind of thought that should never, ever get old. But every time we meditate on it, it should stir our hearts afresh to worship God. And that's going to be the main application today. What we're going to get, as I said, into much more practical application over the next several days, and we'll even slow down the pace a bit as we go through the next several chapters of Hebrews, which are filled with practical applications. But today we want to worship God for what he has done for us, that sinners like us can be perfected because of what Christ has done. And as you look at chapter 10, you see him in the beginning here uh, continuing to talk about some of the same themes we've we've seen in the last couple chapters that the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of those realities. It can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered up, make perfect those who draw near. That's because there's always another sacrifice to offer. So you never get to a place with the sacrificial system where you can say it is done. Um, and so they, they keep on offering sacrifices because verse four, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. But theme of the book of Hebrews, Jesus is better. And it says there in verse 10, and by that we will have we, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That Jesus is better. He's a superior sacrifice. He is not the animals. He, his body was sacrificed for us. And, and therefore, we are sanctified once for all. And notice even the past tense there we have been sanctified. More on that in a minute. But we've been sanctified by the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The the sacrifice of animals had to be continuous, coming back year after year on the Day of Atonement, every year at Passover, uh, sin offerings regularly. With Christ, it's not continuous. As one pastor I heard in, in my youth say, and I love how he put it, on the cross, Jesus Christ did not say to be continued. He said, it is finished. Jesus is the superior sacrifice. And then listen to the language in verses 11 through 14. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Now, I mentioned review, that idea of Christ sitting down takes us all the way back to the beginning of the book. In chapter one, in verse three, it says he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. He has sat down the work of is finished and you might say um okay a sinner like me can be made perfect because of what Christ has done um, that pastor I don't I don't feel perfect yet well notice even the language and, and the tenses that come through in the English here in verse 14 by a single offering he has perfected past tense for all time those who are being sanctified That's something that has more of a continual. Idea. And that's where we do need to differentiate what uh, theologians would refer to as positional sanctification versus progressive sanctification. Positional sanctification, it means that we are set apart in Christ. We are, through faith in Christ and based on what he has done for us, we are holy, positionally holy in Christ. But there's also the sense that we are being sanctified. That's progressive sanctification. We are growing more holy in Christ. And here's the thing. If you are a Christian, that process will surely be completed. And here's part of the argument of Hebrews. It won't be completed through ceremony. Your perfection, even though you're still in in process and you're making progress towards that eventual goal... You, you are not being perfected by sacrifices. You are not being perfected by ceremony or by tradition. It is all really flowing from the work of Christ. Now, does that mean that there's no effort that's put in on our end in progressive sanctification? Uh, Of course not. Obviously, the scripture, and we'll even see that later on in Hebrews, the effort that we are commanded to put into our sanctification. But really, that effort is going to be done much more on the level of our hearts, and it's not wrapped up in tradition and ceremony. It is all based on the finished work of Christ. And so we're going to get a lot more into the practical applications of this, but I want us to wonder today at the fact that sinners like us can be perfected because of what Christ has done. And he quotes again, the new covenant here. And we need to just remember, what is it that Christ has accomplished for us and accomplished past tense through what he did through his sacrifice on the cross? well, one aspect that we've talked about, and both of these things are glorious. It, it lists like two different parts here of the new covenant and both parts are glorious. Both parts should stir us up to worship. Uh, first, he says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. So that's a benefit that has been purchased for you by Christ. You now have the law on your heart, that you have the law on your mind. He, he has put it, inside of you. It is not just an external thing. And then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. You have complete forgiveness through Christ. So like I said, what I want the result of this review session to be is largely worship. We need to worship Christ for what he has done for us, for the perfection of his offering and for the perfection of his work in us based off of that offering we should be stirred to worship lots of practical application to come but i would encourage you today to take some time and worship god in your prayers and maybe there's some uh, a song or a hymn that you need to listen to or sing to god even in your own heart in response and maybe you need to remind yourself of the, the glorious words amazing grace because it is based on christ and what he has done, his work, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Or through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. T'was grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will, leave me, will lead me home. It's not the, these ceremonies that have brought me safely this far. It's not tradition that will bring me safely home. It is the grace that has been perfectly expressed through the sacrifice of Christ. And when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we won't be saying, I'm getting tired of this. We won't be saying, this is review. I know this already. No, we'll be saying we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began.